I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Lord, don't slow me down. Welcome to the Football Ramble, everybody. Leicester win the FA Cup for the first time and the Liverpool goalkeeper scored for the first time. It's Monday, 17th of May. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Moore. Happy Monday, everybody. What a marvellous Monday it is for you, for me, and for Brother Brendy. Brother Brendy. Yeah. <laughs> crossed the verge. He has crossed the verge officially. I mean, listen, someone in this room called it. Yeah. You said he was on the verge. I did. About three years ago. I, it was a, what a prediction, Jim. <laughs> yeah. It's a what wide a, verge, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With many, many options for trophies. Marcus Stradamus. Yeah. I just <laughs> thought he's got a good record in finals, as he reminded us in the post-match interview. Yeah. Leicester bloody heaven. Yeah. Have they? Leicester Well, League yeah. Cup. Still not great. Yeah. Well, That's FA the take Cup. home, still yeah. not great. <laughs> FA, FA Cup, but I mean, obviously, you'd be foolish to take anything away from them now. You would be, you would yeah. be. I mean, it was such a, you know, an incredible moment for them, and there was a lot of joy for for Leicester. Also, I think for neutrals as well. Um, so much so that uh, a goalkeeper scoring a beautiful injury time header probably will have to wait until the second half. Yeah, <laughs> we might see if we get round to it, Liverpool fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry, we will, we will, we promise. <laughs> uh, but we have to go to the FA Cup final, of course, Jim Bob. And uh, like Ian Wright, are you really jealous of that ownership of Leicester City? I am, yeah, because they've got nice billionaires. Yeah, <laughs> they've got a good one. Yes, and they and they promote. We've got a, a parasite one, and it's they different. promote a country which people actually do go on holiday to. Yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does feel a bit like that, doesn't it? There's a lot of kind of like 
this underdog story when it's mm-hmm. like oh, Leicester are third and Chelsea are fifth. Like it's... I, I mean, but the, you're right. But I mean, the narrative is though that I mean, it's a bit like with Manchester City reaching the Champions League final. They've never won the competition. I understand the billions and the millions and whatnot have got into it. Yeah. But there's still, I think, for a first-time winner, you can't. Uh, you have to see a little bit of the the romance and dare I even say the magic of the FA Cup. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a little bit like. Com- it's like comparing a feat of strength from the Hulk to Bruce Banner yep. with City, isn't it? It's like yeah, I know what you mean. That which you're came before that is different. The context is different. <laughs> you're saying that we should hear more from Bruce Banner. Yes. What's he doing every day? He might, maybe he, Bruce Banner, when he's not the Hulk, is doing some pretty amazing things. We just don't hear about them. Just trying to stay calm. Yeah. But obviously the, he's not going to match those sort of feats of strength, is he? No, but if Bruce, if Bruce Banner went and... You know, I don't know. Did won the FA Cup? No, maybe just like rescued a kid from a burning building. Yeah, people are going to say, "Well, you know, why weren't you Hulk? You could have smashed yeah. the building down and rescued everyone." He could say, "Well, hang on a minute, I managed to rescue that baby, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't even get angry." Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, but no and one's giving me any credit anything. for it, mm-hmm. and that's what Leicester are like here. Oh, it's, okay. So does does Bruce Banner? Does he live at Filbert Street? Yeah, in this, in this analogy, analogy yeah, okay, yeah, right, sort okay, of, yeah. it's got a bit muddled somewhere, yeah. isn't it? But. Yeah. <laughs> Um, indeed. Well, I mean, it was that the, the way the game panned out. Of course, it was a bit of a stalemate. Mm. Uh, two sides well matched. You know, Chelsea. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because you immediately think, well, Chelsea are the favourites here because yeah. of the pedigree in the competition, because of the players they've have, have and the form trophies. and the form. Well, and the form as well. They're in the Champions League final, but Leicester are higher than them in the league. A lot riding on the game um, this week, of course. Um, but it was a real kind of a bit of a stalemate. There wasn't too many chances. I thought it was quite an absorbing counter. It Luke. was, yeah. And you thought to yourself, the old cliche, it's going to be a mistake or a piece of magic. And my goodness, we got the latter. It was a piece of magic. It was a beautiful goal. Oh, a lovely And we know what he's goal. like, old Yuri. The way he strode forward, you're thinking, go and have a pop. Oh, he yeah. has as well. He's such, he's, he's <laughs> such a good player. And, yeah. he, and, he's, and I know this is maybe a little bit of a silly thing to say because everyone knows to an extent how good he is. <clears throat> he is a bit underrated, though. Yeah. Because there's much more... Um, there, are, there are much famous, more famous players in the Premier League that get a lot more applause. Well, it's partly because he went to Leicester. I think yeah. people thought, oh, okay, maybe you know, he's not that sort of top, top three. tier. Yeah, he's not mm-hmm. going to be like playing in the Super League anytime yeah. soon. Neither yeah. anybody. No, but, no. but I think that was the point. And, and again, we've we've made this point. A it's the of kind times. of signing you can only really get if you've got the 14th biggest revenue in Europe. Exactly. Which or Leicester have Brendan Rodgers in charge, or brother Brendy yeah. in well, charge. Well, he was crucial in getting to Elements. I think that he sold the the dream and so on. And my goodness, it's become a reality. Would you, I think I think if you had your pick of the top 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 ten Premier League clubs, Mark, I think yes. you'd fall under brother Brendy spell. Yeah, big time. And if I I, I would, and you know Vardy doing all the running for you. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was it was it was quite interesting the way that different <laughs> players different players um, on the Leicester side dealt with the occasion, and we can talk a little bit about the potential ramifications mm-hmm. in the game that you've mentioned, Marcus. It's playing this week against Chelsea, which is really important for their top yeah. four aspirations, yeah. and whether there'll mm-hmm. be a bit of an after the Lord Mayor show about it. I certainly hope not, because I'd like to see them in there. And that's why the FA Cup final should be the last game of the season. Well, so quite, yes. can have a big old blowout. <laughs> exactly, but but if you look at some of the players like Fafana, who played really well, mm. Tillman's played really well. I thought um, young Luke, Luke Thomas. Thomas was great. My goodness! But then you had players like Ian Acho who struggled. Mm-hmm. Found it like the like the occasion got to him a little bit. Um, I didn't think Ayesi Perez did an awful lot. It's so difficult for those attacking players when you're playing against that sort of airtight system. True. 
Uh, yeah, fair enough. And Soyuncu, I thought, grew into the game, but had a very shaky kind of opening 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you see an awful lot in football these days. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we're going to come on to another game later where it certainly did happen as well. So, I, I was overall, listen, I was pleased for Leicester. I was, I have to say, I've got nothing particularly against Chelsea generally. I'm not one of these people who cares too mm-hmm. much about Chelsea. But that video that did the rounds of those arrogant Chelsea fans celebrating the equaliser late on, which mm-hmm. then got disallowed, was delicious. Yeah, was yeah I think we should say, by the way, look, Chelsea fans, you know, again... I personally, um, uh, nothing against, but because of Leicester, you know, having recently been a true underdog, as you say, yeah. you're not now, to see them win it for the first time. And so, and it's quite a likeable oh, absolutely side as well. Well, you've also got to factor in the idea that the um, the original owner passed, passed yeah, away in tragic yeah. circumstances. Completely, you know, yeah. and, and that affected the squad particularly badly, particularly someone like Kasper Schmeichel, who was deeply affected by yeah, it. And, yeah. you know, and, they, and, and, and the current owner, the son of the, the previous owner, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, came down, top, yeah. great yeah. name, yeah, yeah. came down and, um, and, and kind of experienced it and enjoyed it in fr- among the squad. And it is, regardless of what your overall opinion is about billionaires this and billionaires that, it is unthinkable mm. for the players to bring the Glazers down, the Cronkies yeah. down. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it wouldn't happen. So it's, there it's is a difference there. that, that yeah. relationship they have, isn't it? And it, it is, you know, <laughs> unless it was some kind of elaborate trap it yeah. wouldn't happen. Do you think that would be Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Would that be? We've often said he's been put in difficult positions before with the Glazers yeah. and the fans. And so on. would that be the ultimate difficult position if Malcolm Glazer came down? Or not Malcolm Glazer. If one of the Glazers came down. Uh, you know, arms wide open. Come hey! on, Ollie, hug for the trophy. <laughs> hug right. for the camera. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. He would plead socially distanced. Yeah, maybe he probably would. Um, I don't know if you've seen the, the stories doing the rounds about um, the postcards that were left in the changing room at the beginning of the uh, before the that. game. So. Uh, Brendan Rogers, Rogers using postcards. He, he, he arranged for um, friends or family members of each individual player mm. to write them a, a message of good luck on a postcard, which was left on the kit, handwritten. So, like, nice. really, really yeah. went to, to town on the detail to get everybody prepared and mm-hmm. to, to make everybody feel, I guess, united in, in what yeah. is a really important occasion. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, with, with what happened last season, I know Leicester fans are probably sick of thinking about it and hearing about it, but. You know they're still on for the Champions League, and they're still they've got the toughest run, haven't they? I think with Chelsea and Spurs coming up oh. in those last two games, that spectre of failure is going to be there. So it's mm-hmm. those extra touches have clearly made a difference. What yeah. um, Thomas Tuchel did um, instead of the postcards is uh, when they bent over to look at their kit to see they were starting and turned around. As they turned around, mm-hmm. he slapped him in the face. Yeah, uh, said, "Ah, do you think it was not as good? Do you think, no. do you think the loss is ultimately a triumph over a manager who's dressed appropriately for a cup? Final? I thought that was a, I thought that was poor. <laughs> I have to say, I thought that was really fucking poor. I knew you would. I, I listen, knew you would. Hate I was that. kicking off last week <laughs> yes. about about certain things that need to be sacred, and you mentioned them. The FA Cup final. Someone pointed out to me on Twitter that actually, way back in the day, I think it was 1948. I want to say yeah. the cup final was played among other league games. So there has been mm-hmm. a precedent set. But for me, it has to be oh, a when Wigan game. won the trophy. They then got relegated a couple of weeks later. Yeah, yeah. that's more modern, though. True. I'm saying what I'm saying is that we see the FA Cup final not being held up as special as a modern thing. Okay, but it's not okay. always been a modern thing. Yeah, okay. But anyway, the point is, too cool. Come on, you can't wear a puffer jacket if I cut. But we know he decks out completely in the blue. Yeah, but you can do it differently. You can do it differently. Wear a blue suit. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that'd have been good. Yeah, I thought he might have done that, Um, but he but he didn't. Um, Mm. I mean, there was a Chelsea. Sorry, Mark. There's a Chelsea fan um, that I used to know, uh, um, and he used to wear a bright blue suit for. Um, for formal occasions and a Chelsea FC tie. I mean, it's fucking abysmal. Yeah. What? what? Like when you what? Like in, just in his life? Yeah. Like if you go out like to the to the 
to well, like a wedding or something. Yeah, 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 or a wedding. Yeah, and it had CFC in gold letters and lions all over. It's terrible. Yeah, but Tuchel could have at least done that. My goodness. Yeah. Well, maybe he does. Maybe he's got it all <laughs> under the, the jacket. Round. Yeah. Under the big puffer. Formal jacket. occasions. He's really. He's... Do, you, do you not? Do you not get? You, does that not affect you? That. What do you mean? The manager wearing a wearing a tracksuit. Yeah, oh, I don't like it. I don't no. mind it during it's the cup final at least. Yeah, cup finals, but I don't mind I during the like, league games. Oh, tuxedo! No. I've said this before. I think tuxedo. even the players. No, you well, play the final in a tuxedo. I tell you who would who would turn up in a tuxedo. It would be Pardew or Phil Brown. That's <laughs> yeah. the type of manager who <laughs> yeah, turn yeah, up. Yeah. I don't mind them. I don't really care what they wear when it's not a showpiece occasion. But it annoys me in the Super Bowl in the US. They all the coaches all wear the tracksuits and stuff as well. It's annoying. Oh, I don't know. I, I remember we've heard stories before, haven't we? Of, of People getting so into like football manager when they got a cup final, they get a suit yeah. on, shake hands with the door hands, door yeah. handles in their houses and stuff. That is a bit silly. It's though. a bit pervy, yeah. but I mean, people, <laughs> bit I'm saying people are making the effort. I remember you also saying that you once saw somebody that uh, went to our university spitting at his computer oh, screen because he'd been so upset. Oh, Tiggy Rainbow, Tiggy yeah. Rainbow. When I when I went to visit him once, promise uh, you that's a real person. Yeah, I went around his house and he'd been playing football manager for like eight hours straight, and he and he lost a cup final. He's so frustrated, uh, he started spitting on the monitor. <laughs> That's absolutely awful. Let's... You can't do that these days. Not in COVID. No, no, you should be doing it then. No, not even in the comfort no. of your own home. Back to reality, though, gentlemen. Um, lovely to see fans in the ground, yeah. uh, Jim. And that really, really added to the occasion. You see, oh, the, you see the Leicester City players celebrating at the end in front of the fans. It was, yeah. it, it was, it was quite emotional for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. And it, I, I quite like the fact that it's, it's this slow release because it sounded like a lot more people than it was. So when we actually get back to properly full ground, yeah. it's going to be incredible. Well, the key difference for me, Jim, was the idea that you get this crowd noise that's pumped in artificially, mm-hmm. right? But you can never get it accurately enough to be like, to get an oh no, or a ah. And, and, and actually, it was fascinating because... The Leicester fans mm. celebrated the VAR overturning like it was a goal. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And yeah. it sounded like a goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but to get the sounds right, you need to have someone who really, really essentially can predict the future. And I'm saying it should be Uri Geller. Yeah. <laughs> um, Keep him away from football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, two things we haven't mentioned thus far are the VAR call and Kasper Schmeichel. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's, <laughs> Let's I mean, start with Kasper. Maybe I'm being too emotional because it's so recent, but that the, the standing save. In real time, that's one of the great FA Cup final saves for me. I know it's quite yeah. close to him, but it was the, the, pace. the speed of the mm. reflex. Was I thought so it was in. Good. I thought it yeah, was in. Same. It was a brilliant hit. But uh-huh. um, you saw sort of Mount's reaction. You know, you yeah. know a player of of that quality. What any player? You hit a ball. You're at a certain distance from the goal, and you, and you think to yourself, right, well, that's 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 and going. When in. the keeper plucks it like that, you think, flip it, Nora. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's brilliant. The David Seaman FA Cup semi-final save against Sheffield United is a classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in terms of final, well, the the classic is the was it the Sunderland one uh, who makes that you yes. know, back in uh, the double save, the yeah, double exactly. save, yeah, I mean, that I mean, was that, amazing. That, that that's a sort of one of the classics, but it's up there. Yeah, that's, that was that's from Michael's save. I can't remember the name of the keeper off the top of my head, but that was from Trevor Cherry and someone else. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, I remember that. I don't remember it, but yeah, I've sure, seen you're it. aware. Yeah, but but the thing Peter Schmeichel did. You're talking about that standing one, which was the first one. Mm. He made one so good after that that people forgot about the first yeah. one because mm-hmm. the second, the second one was such a strong hand. It's onto such the a, post, such a vital moment. I thought, I thought the one onto the post was first. Yeah, it was. That's what I'm saying. The, the, sec- the second one where mm-hmm. he goes to his left, yeah, mm. to save with a really strong wrist. That's what the one Jim and I was saying. That was that was the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one we're talking about. I want this from Mason. Yeah, Mount. you're just getting too. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about David Seaman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness you said David. But um, <laughs> I think that uh, think about John Seaman. <laughs> Or Phil Seaman, the great jazz drummer. <laughs> there he is. Um, so that was amazing. I mean, because again, we hadn't had too many clear-cut opportunities and efforts 
really. I mean, the goal, you know, what was the expected goal from, from that one from Diello was probably quite low. So then that happens. Of course, Chilwell was produced the save, which uh, was sort of hand and post kept him out. Chilwell was getting a bit of booing from the, the Leicester fans. And then, of course, what happens is the ball's not to Chilwell, comes in and is a bit of a bundle. Um, and, and the ball's in the back of the net. And the way Chilwell celebrated, because I think I was worried that uh, <clears throat> poor old Wes Morgan, who was wisely brought on... Um, <laughs> I thought that was brave. Yeah. I have to say, I, I, I love Wes Morgan, but that was brave. I have to say, I thought to myself, Rogers, you, if I was the interviewee, interviewer at the end of the game, I'd have said, you got, you, you know, you made all your decisions correctly, apart from one. Yeah. What on earth were you thinking about on the 77th minute or something yeah. you brought him on? That yeah. was a kind of a, we're 4-0 up, get him yeah. yourself some injury time. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. But anyway, I thought it was an and own it almost goal. almost came back to back five. I thought it was an own goal, actually. Yeah. But I think it did come off Chilwell. And the way they celebrated, you were gutted for Leicester. I think the, the yeah. most neutrals would have oh, been. Oh, because it always feels like it's only going in one direction when that sort of thing happens. Especially when Wes Morgan had come on. I mean, Indeed. I think some people were suggesting, well, I wouldn't mind to see him have extra time. Yeah, Some people, you! It was you! <laughs> was it? I never said it, it was Vish! <laughs> oh, no, 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 I think Vish had seen it on Twitter. Right, and he okay. said he was laughing. No, so. throw Vish under the bus. No, I can't do that. Anyway. He's, he's already under. He goes under the bus of his own but accord. Should we? Should, should we not be? Uh, Jules is driving it. Yeah. Should, we, should we not be? Um, should we not as well show a little bit of solidarity with Chelsea fans because of the tightness of the video? Well, yeah. I, I was I was gutted for them actually. Yeah. I have to say that I watched that and I was, you know, again you, you're not invested with either side really. Obviously, a neutral preferring Leicester to win, but watching that, the way the celebrations went, and you thought, oh my goodness, because you knew it was a tight one. Mm. As soon as they said oh, it's going to Vi, you thought this is going to be one of those margins. Mm, yeah. And it was, and you thought, this is a cup final. But you know, the rules are the rules and that's what we're yeah. dealing with. So I mean, cup was... final or, or a, the sixth in a six-nil dead yeah. rubber, it's the same, of course. Yeah. It wasn't quite one of those where like an arm hair is offside though, is it? It was just oh, I don't it was know, in front of that. I don't know, Jim. If I, I, it, was, it was gutting for those fans to see that. I mean, you'd have been furious as a Chelsea yeah. fan. And you saw the sound, you heard the sound of those Leicester fans. Just so relieved. Look, you're smiling away. I just think it was amazing drama. I it was. The, the, it way, was. the way that Leicester, the rest of the fans, as I said, celebrated like it was a goal was, it was kind of interesting yeah. because we've been so long without fans mm. and that artificial crowd noise we, we accepted and it was kind of better than nothing. Although I ended up not, not, not watching with it on for a while. Um, but you can't replicate the, the the real thing, and that no. was only even only twenty thousand fans yeah. in total, you know. So even you know under half of that would have been Leicester fans, but mm-hmm. they made such a big noise when that happened. It was just it was just quite a weird thing. It was a bit of an over overload of the senses, really. Mm. Um, I enjoyed the game. I, what I did would... you think of Tuchel's selection? Because the, the tricky thing for I understand with Leicester, they have important games now. I mean that loss against Newcastle. Yes, they won at Old Trafford, and they'll be mightily relieved and pleased that they did but you look at that result against Newcastle that could really bite them on the arse but hopefully for their sakes it won't but but for Tuchel as well not only does he have games in the Premier League that they need to win he's also got that Champions League fixture yeah. uh, coming yeah. up I, I, I was yeah it's, it's, it's tough to say is, that, is, is he saving Tammy Abraham for them because he well, didn't I, even I, make the I, score I wouldn't have thought so yeah. um, <laughs> like, I wouldn't have thought so no um, but I, I, yeah, it's, it's difficult to say with that because there's a lot of, he's got a lot of options, particularly going forward. Mm-hmm. And he's fancied, he started off fancying Alonso, but then he picks, starts picking Chilwell. And then he picks Alonso for the cup final, but he has to bring him off, he doesn't really do anything. And then mm-hmm. Chilwell gets right amongst it. Yeah. So it just looked like one of those games where perhaps you're, we're, we're overlaying some meaning because of what happened in retrospect. Yeah. Um, he has to manage his team. He's got the Champions League final, as you said. They've got some crucial league games left. 
Um, I, I, it's easy to be wise after the event. I know I always say this, and I can't say this in 10 years' time when he's like 50 years old. <laughs> but I probably would have started with Giroud. I think mm. you, you have... Werner's Ver, not been among the goals. He's been busy. He's been a willing runner. Uh, I don't know why they don't play... Um, he doesn't play Giroud more. He's always reliable for goals. He's good in big games. He can he can really take advantage of some of the other things that those attacking Chelsea mm. players can do. As soon as Pulisic comes on, he's all over the place. Mm. He's really busy. He can deliver uh, a cross as well. Hudson Odoi comes on. Mm. He can do the same. You know, you've got players who can create a lot of things. And Giroud, who's got so much experience, he can occupy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a, a half-fit Johnny Evans, who's really important for Leicester, who ends up going ends up going off anyway. Look, I'm not I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say that he got it wrong because it's easy to be wise after the event. Um, but maybe he could have done something a little bit different. Well, you think Kai Havertz would probably be saving? That was my yeah. interpretation yeah. of that. I but they all end up coming on to try and save the game anyway. Yeah. Well, I think Havertz will probably start the Champions League final, I would have thought. Um, and we'll, but we'll see. I mean, he's got, a, he's, got, he's got decisions to make. But ultimately, they lost the game, of course. And, and, and my goodness. And we've done a big um, bit on the FA Cup final. A cup final. Not mentioned Kepper. Not mentioned so Kepper. He can't have done anything wrong. He's done all right. He didn't yeah. do anything wrong. No. Should he have saved that? Thing? No. <laughs> it was a long way out, wasn't it? Uh, his position. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, um, uh, it's another trophy for Jamie Vardy in a Leicester City shirt. Apparently, um, he was playing non-league a while ago, but yeah. uh, but the, now <clears throat> this we'd gone cold a little bit. You remember the Jamie Vardy film, Jim? Yes. Remember the chat? I've been about wondering that? where yeah. is it? Well, the, there was a the, one of the chaps who was involved in the making or, or the creating of this film famously went to the game. I think when they played Liverpool at home, when they went on to win the league, and of course Vardy scored that great volley and and whatnot. We thought, oh, here we go, but we're going to yeah. have a summer blockbuster on our hands here. Well, the report <laughs> saying that plans are being stepped up for the Jamie Vardy film after this uh, victory. Adrian Butchart, who wrote goal one and two, yeah, not, yeah. Three. not three, nobody <laughs> not three. wrote three. Yeah, yeah, so fans, Jamie. Yeah, 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 nobody wrote three. An everyone, algorithm wrote three. <laughs> everyone just turned up on the set and was yeah, like, just oh, improvised it. What do you reckon? Will you go over there and we'll have a go? Um, he has previously said that Zach Efron and uh, Robert Patterson were being considered to play old Vars. I think Louis Tomlinson. Oh, Pattinson. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Louis Tomlinson of One Direction fame was also in the mix. Really? When we did all that... Zac Efron! Come on! (laughs) I'd love to hear Zac Efron do a Sheffield accent. (laughs) I mean, he might be amazing at it. He's a professional actor. He probably would be good at it. But still, Pattinson, though, that's my dream choice. Because in the, in the same way Jamie Vardy's my favourite footballer, I think Robert Pattinson might be my favourite actor because mm. he just lies in interviews. <laughs> Have you seen that interview? No. Where he was doing this interview for a movie called Water this. for Elephants, right? Uh, it's all about the circus. And this this American interviewer says, so did you have much of a relationship with a, with a, with a circus when you were a kid? And he was like, well, yeah, actually my dad took me to the circus, uh, but it had to be evacuated because somebody died. And the guy was like, what? Oh, God, what happened? It was, like, it was one of the clowns. like His little clown car like malfunctioned and exploded and the clown died it's like this didn't happen did it <laughs> but like, is he doing it for like a bit of a yeah yeah he's oh, just, okay. just entertaining himself yeah I see yeah, yeah, there's yeah. that, that weird interview he did with the magazine in the lockdown as well where he claimed he was trying to invent a new type of fast food which I read was that. a, oh, a well, pasta right. you could hold in your hand yes. and he tried to do a demonstration of it and he blew up his microwave yeah. so I mean he's blown up a microwave for a yeah. gag there and yeah, I respect yeah. that it's got a lot of cool with Jamie Vardy here exactly I think there's a lot of crossover he's, he's a lead contender but he? when we had to do a lot of football movies on the show because there was no football the one thing we learned was that it's impossible to? I mean, it's impossible to get the football scenes right mm. if you've not got professional footballers. Yeah, and and to the point of where even if you're an average football player, it's very difficult to be filmed for any sustained amount of time and look like a professional footballer. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they have like stunt doubles and stuff, like freestyles no, and do right. stuff, but like you, you can't really do it. So I'm I'm not. I've got no confidence at all. The film's going to be any good unless you do 
Well, they did with Ali McCoist. Ah, yeah. Get a footballer to do it and just get him to fudge the acting. Yeah, yeah. Coisty will play Vardy, is what you say. Vardy can play himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, you need someone who can do a good Sheffield accent. Robert Carlyle. <laughs> get old Begbie in there. The spell dog wouldn't be a million miles away. I would be a million miles away. <laughs> <laughs> a million and one miles away yeah. these days. Um, uh, gentlemen, there was another big cup final, uh, of course, that happened uh, on the weekend. It was the Women's Champions League final. Another loss for Chelsea. Barcelona, I mean, this was a, a, a bit more one-sided, it's fair yep. to say, than the FA Cup. I mean, you can't argue with that. 4-0, my goodness. All four goals coming in the first half. And it's a shame for Chelsea because... Chelsea ladies have been brilliant this season. We've enjoyed the manager and, and her interviews and whatnot, real character of the game and so on. Mm. Um, but it, when you're just sort of blasted away like that yeah. in the first half... It's, I mean, uh, the first goal was a really unfortunate deflected mm. own goal on about 38 seconds, wasn't it? And at that point, just all yeah. your plans go out the window. Yeah. And th- there was a penalty very quickly after that. I think there was just a bit of stage fright, wasn't there? Well, yeah, I mean, and, and you're playing against a side who have won 26 out of 26. Yeah. One as well. That's not unbeaten. Yes. That's yeah, yeah, one yeah, yeah, every yeah. game. Their record is ridiculous. I mean, they wrapped up the league title with eight games to spare, 128 goals and conceded five. <laughs> I, I, I'm sort of, you know, loath to say, well, what is the competition like? But I don't think it matters because yeah, we level. know this Chelsea side are really good yeah. and yeah. they've wiped the floor with them. Yeah. So... It doesn't matter what's going on in Spain. This Barcelona side are phenomenal. It's quite clear to see. But it is it is a, a shame, you know, Chelsea, the first um, English side in the final since Arsenal in 2007. Um, and, and, and look, I watched the game and it's really difficult to come back when you when you have that situation in the final. So uh-huh. the, the first goal is really unfortunate. The second goal comes fairly quickly afterwards. All of a sudden, you've got a mountain to climb. And when you're playing against a team that are that good yep. and you've got to get back in the game because it's a one-off game, yeah. um, you're going to leave gaps and you're, going to, and you're going to find it very, very difficult. And they got punished mm. extensively by a very good team. But having said that, I mean, as Emma Hayes herself said in the post-match interview, she said, look, we prepared as best we could and we didn't sense any nerves among the players, but mm. clearly there were nerves um, and it was difficult for them to, to deal with the occasion. It happens, you know, we've seen it happen in you know, many, many times before in big finals. Um, but she also said, look, we're the second best team in Europe. You know, we're yeah. moving in the right mm. direction um, and, you know, good for them. But it was, a, it was a, it was a shame because I was really excited for the game and it was mm. over as a spectacle very early on. Yeah. Even though Chelsea actually had quite a few chances mm. and they've obviously got some very good players. But um, it was just, I mean, that, that Barcelona team looked like a machine. They really what? do. 26 out of 26. Yeah. Yeah. 4-0 in the final. And, and I don't want to be disrespectful to the Chelsea side who obviously worked really hard to get to the final. But it, I'm not sure how difficult Barcelona even found it. No. And that shows how good they are because, yeah, exactly. as you said, Chelsea are a good team. You Proper know? invincible stat. Yes. Yeah. What makes you the invincibles? 26 out of 26. <laughs> yeah. And a 4-0 winner. Well, they conceded goals. Yeah. Five of them, Jimmy. It's not like the old Arsenal men's team back in the day. Oh, yeah, we got knocked out the cup early, but we're still the invincibles. Yeah, well, that was bestowed on them by the press. So, and yeah. you. And it, I had nothing to do with you it. You won't let us refer to Arsenal about saying the word invincibles. You've got it written in your contract. <laughs> well, Marcus, tell him. Yeah, I will tell him. Um, <laughs> what about Rangers, though? I mean, they are they are sort of invincibles as well in a, in a league sense. Yeah. I mean, of course, they, they beat Aberdeen to finish the season unbeaten on 102 points, which is quite something. They won 32 out of 38, including all 19 home games, you know. So not quite the, the, the Barcelona women's team, but still uh, a very, very impressive season. They'll be disappointed they went out of the Cups in the quarterfinals, as I say, but when you think about stopping 10 in a row, was the job that Gerard had to do? My, he did stop it. Yeah, I think if that happened, again, you know, if that happened now mm-hmm. and, and Arsenal had had a season like that where they, where they were unbeaten, 
I'd, I'd feel such a sense of local pride. I'd go right down to Highbury Corner and just smash the shit out yeah, of it. Yeah, I think that's... I'd be so proud of my local area, I'd beat it up. I think that's, I think that's probably the wise thing to do. I, mean, I don't know what the Barcelona women's team's fans did. I don't know if they went down to Las Ramblers and knocked the crap out of the local area and each other. And each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's certainly what the Rangers fans, the some Rangers fans thought was um, yeah. appropriate. It's a shame. Um, which, uh, oh, my mute button's going to get a lot of extra. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, it didn't surprise some people in Scotland. I uh, think maybe they were just upset about the fact they lost to, to St Mirren in the League Cup. Maybe <laughs> early maybe. in the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hindsight is a is yeah. a funny old. It's thing, really sunk it? in now. That that defeat in mid December is really sunk <laughs> yeah. in. But you know, obviously, awful scenes in the centre of Glasgow. Really awful. But you know, focusing on what Gerard's done, a magnificent season for him and for mm. the players, and uh, you know, they, they they've deserved it. But so. brother Brendy still has the record, though, right? For the amount of points, is that right? Yeah, hundred. That was in 2016-17 when he they won, won 34 out of 38. Mm. It's good, isn't it? That it's, it's not too shabby. Still though, with with, with what Gerrard's done and what Rangers have done this season, it is an amazing yeah. way to break that record, yes. isn't it? It's like a hell of a gauntlet thrown well, it, down. Well, it shows you how good Celtic have been in recent years, as you yeah. say. Yeah, they have that record, um, and you know Rangers were in the league when when Rogers took over, and they were sort of trying to adapt. I mean. You don't want to be the guy who's in charge of Rangers when Celtic win 10 in a row. Quite. Especially when you've had a season or two before, you know. So he's done it. He's done very, very well indeed. So well done to him and to Rangers. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
This week at Sukarnov. If you're wondering how Ashwood City Football Club dealt with the news of the European Super League, then binge the award-winning mockumentary The Offensive this summer. I think a few of the players are considering taking to social media. No, fucking no. Okay, turn off the fucking Wi-Fi for all I get. Tear down the 4G mark. Patrick, you've got a Zoom call with the other 14 right now. The 14? What? The remaining Premier League clubs. Oh, for fuck's sake. I don't want to talk to those fucking losers. Or if you'd rather get stuck into a comedy film podcast, why not check out Clash of the Titles? The podcast where two films with something in common go head-to-head to decide which one is better. Their latest episode saw Red Heat up against Tango and Cash. In both films, I think someone says, where did you learn to drive like that? Which no one ever says in real life. Oh, I had lessons. Uh, but a nice callback. <laughs> you nan, how's your nan the bars, Matt, are you? <laughs> how many times did you take to pass? You passed first time. What about your written test? <laughs> All that... And a whole lot more at Sukarnov. Which decision in particular annoys you? Where do you want to start? Welcome back to the Football Hour, everybody. Lovely to have you here with us, of course. It's time for a Betway Forward to Score update. Um, yes, uh, entry to Betway's 4 to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scoring Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. In game one, it was Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa. I picked Ollie Watkins. The result was John McGinn. In game two, it was Spurs versus Wolves. Vish picked Son Heung-min. The result was Harry Kane. In game three... It was West Brom versus Liverpool. Andy picked Roberto Firmino. The result was Hal robson Carnu In game four, Everton versus Sheffield United. Luke picked Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And it was Daniel Jebison, the very young Mr. Jebison, of course. Incredible so thing. shit yeah. and unreliable, Everton. Like, you can never, I know. They're, unbelievable. They're their own worst right. enemies, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. indeed, indeed. Mm. So uh, we'll be back for another swing in the next round of Betways 4 to score on the preview show uh, this Friday. Right, everybody, we've got a new in- email jingle. Here we go. This is from Paul Staveley. I've genuinely not heard You this. almost said England jingle. Like yeah, I did. Yeah. Like I've not heard it. I, I assume, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Paul is any relation to Amanda. Maybe. Um, but we'll Possibly. find out. Oh, maybe. It's, is, this part, is, this the, is this the latest sortie in the battle to take I over Newcastle we, United? We are a, a flick of the finger away Let's to find out. out. Here we go. Yep, definitely Amanda's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Key James. I was, oh. for, I was hoping for another one. Yeah, that, that is good, isn't it? <laughs> just Paul Stavely. Big, big um, Rick Ashley vibes. Yeah, oh, massively. Well, we requested a bit of 80 synths, we didn't did. we? And we... my Paul has responded. He has indeed. Is this how this works? Can we just go like, can you, you do what, like What do you want, Jim? What are you after? Can you do a trance metal uh, <laughs> jingle next? I'd quite like, a, as you would expect, a bit of a 90s anthemic indie anthem. Of course you would. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we want an email? Shall I, shall I, yeah. Oh yeah, that's why we're here, aren't we? Yeah. 
He said, Matt Dykehouse has been in touch. He says, we're all suckers for an outfield player in net. So I thought I'd bring you, your attention to the midweek MLS game between the Seattle Sounders and the San Jose Earthquakes. In the 15th, 15th minute, Seattle w- was called for a handball in the box, but it was ultimately overturned after a VAR review on the sideline. After the review, Seattle went up the, up to the other end of the field where US international Christian Roldan unleashed a wicked left-footed volley from outside the box to score the game's only goal. Then, in the 90th minute, Seattle keeper Stefan Fry got a nasty-looking hip injury which required him to come out of the game. The goal scorer, Roldan, went, uh, went to the manager and volunteered his younger brother, <laughs> right-back's Alex Roldan, to take over in goal. Alex dutifully took over and even made a save in the 94th minute from a free kick, getting clattered by an opposing attacker for his efforts. It was really funny to see him in the oversized keeper <laughs> shirt and trying to find gloves to wear. I love that. Yeah. Just getting bossed around by your older no, that brother. That is great, isn't yeah. it? You can definitely see Gary doing that to Fizzer. Massively. <laughs> My younger brother will do it. <laughs> really? No, like, he's in the squad. All right, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, the way he says that, it's like he's just volunteered his younger yeah, brother. Yeah, especially with on. the oversized shirt. Maybe they found one. I don't know. Back back in the 90s, the oversized shirt was all the rage. It was. And when you look back at it now, you think that was so impractical. Yeah. So impractical. Well, especially as as as, as you want you want a shirt that, that can't be pulled by the opposition so exactly. much, you know, which exactly. is why um, like the Italian Kappa shirts were quite effective also the um, idea of you're a goalkeeper you're diving around is going to be a little bit of resistance yeah exactly more friction yeah no, that, that is very very true gentlemen very very true um, indeed speaking of uh, uh, well I mentioned him there old Phil Fizzer yeah. mm. he's into Miami side they won they did win they won 3-2 away Ryan Shawcross played um, Gonzalo Iguain got a couple of goals yeah, exactly. so we, are we asking for more emails from people about um, Fizzer Watch <laughs> yeah that we want <laughs> I, I, we call like MLS ones if you've got anything yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if he's been down the beach he's up to his old tricks <laughs> yeah, never gonna, there's a lot of beach in Miami I just <laughs> imagine he's never going to live that down not on this show <laughs> <laughs> lovely old job right back to the Premier League come on West Brom 1 Liverpool 2 the game will be remembered for a lovely goal by Hal Robson Carnu. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he hasn't scored since that quarterfinal in the Euro 2016 tournament against Belgium. Is that true? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was say, I, I can remember <laughs> him scoring. You That's got the... me good there. Yeah. yeah. Was... I was thinking, not even in training. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Alison. Oh, Alison. Beautiful. My what goodness. A header. It's one of those ones that obviously Liverpool. And now back in, uh, well, they have been for a couple of games back in the, the contention for Champions League spots when people thought, oh, maybe they've they've dropped out of it. And so there would have been a few fans from other clubs around them watching that thinking, come on, West Brom, do us a favour here. Yeah. When that goal goes in, I don't think anybody can begrudge that. No, I, I can think of one, man. Well, yeah. true. <laughs> I think, I, I think um, West Brom's recent record against Liverpool is actually pretty decent. Like, Liverpool bad, yeah. don't, don't have a great time of it against West Brom mm-hmm. more recently. The big Sam effect. Um, well, quite. And uh, it's, it's a genuinely good header as well. Yeah. Like normally you just you think because it happens so infrequently half the time when the goalkeeper goes like, oh, what's the point of this? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're, gonna, you're just going to mix it up, bit of yeah. nuisance value, fine. That was a header of some quality Completely. showing how good some of, the, some of the goalkeepers as footballers are now. We hear a lot about Edison and about Alisson and about all the rest of it. That was a, a quality header. One mm. of the angles from behind the goal, which is the one where effectively the ball comes straight towards the camera, it yeah. shows you the accuracy and the power mm. and the, the intention behind it. It was absolutely superb. Yeah. I mean, it's rare that like 
it's rare that a goalkeeper even touches the ball when they go up for it, isn't it? So I yeah. guess we have no idea what the quality is normally like. But if it's like that, more of it, please. I don't know about you guys, but it got me angry that he hadn't been outfield more this <laughs> yeah. time. And they've dropped... I mean, if they if they had played Alisson a little bit more up there, mm. maybe they'd be doing a little bit better. What is yeah. this about, you know, brilliant Brazilian goalkeepers who can play out on pitch or produce moments? Because they always say about Edison in Man- mm. Manchester City could play... Yeah. Well, outfield. he's an amazing passer of the boy, Edison. Yeah. Amazing. Roger Senni, he liked the goal. He did. You know, Jorge Campos who was also 5 foot 5 yeah from and, Mexico and crucially not kits. Brazilian yeah. Well. yeah but I mean <laughs> I just I just like to talk about him as much as fair enough is possible it's very true um, and what was quite enjoyable was Liverpool on Twitter was straight out with the goal Allison graphic I love that and it was just quite nice that they already had that ready to go just in case <laughs> yeah that shows and it you. had all the match details on it as well so presumably they did that every every yeah. match well, there's some designer you. going finally you want to be a top flight club you want to be invited to Super Leagues and all you've got to be you've you got to cover it all off you've got to cover it all off absolutely yeah. right yeah but it was the first time a goalkeeper had scored a competitive goal for Liverpool in their 128 year history marvellous the sixth goalkeeper in the Premier League to score which does seem quite high it seems yeah. very yeah. very high six different goalkeepers I mean I remember like Brad Friedel came up for a corner and he, I think he equalised in the last minute, and then for Blackburn, ah, uh, yeah, possibly, and then and then they then they let in a goal the other end like a minute later, which yeah. is quite a shame. Which is why maybe you forget that Paul Robinson was just a big old punt from his. That heart. was a very windy day. That one, yeah, that was, one, yeah. I'm I'm surprised that's only happened that one time. Hmm. But no, because because Tim Howard did it. A lot of them scored from their own half. Uh, Begovic as well. But but the point was the the um, the Robinson one. He looked almost embarrassed that he'd scored. It. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the goalkeepers' union. There's a bit of mutual respect there. They sort of think I wouldn't want a goalkeeper. Well, it wasn't last yeah. yesterday with fucking Allison. Well, Barry, but he's Barry earned, and one the goal. But he's earned though, that yeah. though, hasn't he? Yeah. He's earned that. Obviously, Peter Schmeichel scored as well. Yeah, uh, he liked. I, I remember him scoring more, but it was only once, wasn't it? That no, was he, no, he well, scored for Manchester it? United, but that wasn't in the Premier League. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, it was for Aston Villa, actually, his goal ah. in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Despite uh, uh, Alisson's uh, brilliance, um, Mike Dean managed to put himself into the game's narrative. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He will never, ever be uh, outshone. No. Um, was this because he got in the way for the free kick? He got in the way. Yeah. Um, that was the, the sort of quite odd decision. I mean, did he think the ball had hit him? He must have. I mean, it's the only it's only it's the only kind of explanation I can think of. I, I think that he's yeah. I think it just heat at the moment. Look, we all, everybody makes a mistake, and I just think in the heat at the moment, it's the game's moving quickly. He's probably thought I've got in a way. Okay, yeah. um, I should I should blow up there. Whereas actually, it should have been a drop ball, if at all. Really, yeah. he doesn't have to, but he can do. I suppose. I, yeah. Um, Allardyce was uh, fuming about Carl Bartley's disallowed goal. Matt Phillips was deemed to be offside by obstructing Allison's view, which he was. Well, this fucking. I mean, the, the fact that you can complain about that is absolute nonsense. I know I'm not only jumps on the back of our dice all the time, but genuinely... It is if, the rule, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, if that wasn't offside, then teams would do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. You could just put a player in there who's apparently not interfering with play mm-hmm. in whatever phase, and you could do that every game. Yeah, but, it but has Luke, to be offside. Luke, when you say teams could do that all the time, who do you think would do it most? Whose teams would do that the most <laughs> yeah, exactly, often, do you think? Yeah. It's a staggering level, yeah. level of hypocrisy. Crucially, they'd be way. doing it in the championship. Well, he, <laughs> said, he said, didn't he? I forget which rule it was. Maybe it was an offside one, and when that was being ironed out, and it'll be forever being ironed out the offside rule. Of course, that's the nature of it. Yeah. But Allardyce even himself admitted, he said, well, look, if there's, you know, there's a loophole or there's something to be exploited, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. I think there was only was in charge I of think, Bolton. Oh, I think that mm-hmm. Which is fair. Like yeah, a that, joke, joke of the side. I mean, you, you'd say they have, they have a responsibility, <laughs> aggregated marginal gains and all yeah, that. Course, you need yeah. to try and get an advantage and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's a funny rule though, isn't it? Because some, it, sometimes, I, I suppose it is to stop teams from doing it on purpose, but you do feel like sometimes if like a goalkeeper's been unsighted just by the nature of somewhere of, of where someone is standing, it's sort of you just feel a bit like well, tough luck. But well, it has I its, guess it's to stop it. It has being its root. Used. Well, Jim, it has its root in when they changed the offside law to say 
if you're not interfering with play, you're not offside, let the mm-hmm. game continue. Mm-hmm. Then they had to bring in, by by definition, by saying that, they didn't have to um, essentially clarify when a player was interfering with play or not. Yeah. Because before that, if you're offside, you're just offside, right? Yeah. If the ball come over... Well, it's like the old Kevin Keegan classic goal that we used to show on the live show on the big screen. It scores an amazing bicycle kick. There's a guy in the, like, the right wing position yeah. who's offside, so it's offside. They changed it for that reason, but they have to further clarify what interfering actually means. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm sorry to say, Big Sam, is interfering with play, and it's obvious mm-hmm. that it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, Liverpool can guarantee a top-four finish if they win at Burnley and against Crystal Palace. Now, Klopp himself had said many months ago... If we finish in the top four this season, it will be a good season. You have to say, I understand the way they went out to Real Madrid, in that, especially in that first leg, was a bit disappointing. But it is the Champions League. You're playing against Real Madrid and whatnot. But with the players that they have, Van Dijk being the obvious one to injury and, and so on, you know, Klopp saw with COVID and you know what support they have um, at Anfield. We talk about other clubs going, oh, well, if they had the home crowd. Well, that is particularly um, uh, appropriate, I think, for, for Liverpool. Um if they can do that, which you wouldn't bet against them doing, Jimmy, it would be considering Absolutely. a good season. Definitely. I mean, not you know, a brilliant season by their own standards. No, but I mean, they've had really trying circumstances, mm. haven't they? They played their midfield as their defence for a lot of this, the season. That's mm-hmm. going to affect anybody. So to still, you know, get into the top four after that mm-hmm. would be a massive, massive achievement. Um, and I feel like they could do it. It's interesting, Roy Hodgson in the way in what could be his last game <laughs> in football. He wouldn't mind that, would he? He would not. That would be. Would Although not. I don't think Roy's that type of man, is he? No, probably not. But, but he wants his team to win. His mind, right? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, but it shows you the importance of that Leicester and Chelsea game because it is in Liverpool's hands, despite Liverpool being fifth and, and three points behind Leicester. Well, I, I, I don't have as much sympathy for Liverpool as you guys do, but I understand that they've had a difficult season. Mm-hmm. No, I think when all said and done, if they did finish in the top four, considering how important it is to finish in the top four for a club when they'd been written yeah, off. Yeah, because what's transpired, absolutely, to pull that out of the fire would be great. But I'd say they've resurrected. I wouldn't, maybe a good season might be a bit too much. But, but. I, I don't think that they... Um, uh, yeah, they've had, they've had difficulties and they've had key personnel out for large parts of the season. But that happens to teams all the time. Mm-hmm. And you can't attribute you know, defeats at home to Burnley, defeats at home mm. to Fulham, 7-2 defeats to Aston Villa True. with that kind of stuff. That's their own fault and mm. they take responsibility for that. And if those clumsy results that they were better than despite their players missing mm-hmm. had been had been better, they wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. Well, as Jim says, they've got to get past free scoring Crystal Palace. I know. Yeah. Wow. What, ama- what an amazing uh, game that was. God, that was quite something. That was I quite thought, something. well, because I have to say... Mm. Um, when that when that game started and it was Ben Teke getting one, yep. John McGinn getting one, I was yeah. thinking, is, is this just a lineup of, t- of players that are going to fuck England over in the summer? <laughs> <laughs> is this a chilling portent of what's to come this uh, summer? It could well be. It could well yeah. be. Of course, on the, on the Friday night, got us off a, to a great start of the weekend's footballing action in the Premier League. Yeah. Newcastle three, Manchester City four. The old manager of the month curse strikes again for Brucey. It was. <laughs> Has he, he had it enough times? Well, I don't know. But he said in the post-match, the biggest compliment I can pay them is that it's difficult to sit up against them. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> seem that effusive. <laughs> this game feels... Because there's so much football, so much good football this weekend. Yeah. Um, this felt like it was such a long time ago. It yeah, does, It did, yeah, yeah. We it, have to be, I mean, Ferran Torres, youngest player to score a hat-trick for a Guardiola side. I mean, for a Guardiola side... Considering you know some of the young players, he said yeah. that's impressive. That's that, pretty. That, that little flicked volley. Oh, it's beautiful! So, Absolutely so, beautiful. Some people were saying that he, is he is he the answer to the Aguero-shaped hole that's going to be found? Oh, that's a big I suggestion. Mean, I mean, he's done well in that position, isn't he? The finishing was fantastic. That particular that, that volley was amazing. Yeah, 
And, he, and, and he, was, he was really Johnny on the spot for one of the goals as well. Was it the third one when the rebound came out? Mm. And, he, yeah. and he put it Yeah, that's there? right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's the real falsehood of the nine that is not false at all. Mm. Ah. There we go. Mm. It's a double agent nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what he, what he should call, be called. It'd be nice to see Joel Linton scoring, though, again. Yes. And nice to see Scotty Carson in bins. Wow. How about oh, that? Was that? Great. Given his Man City debut. First game. I couldn't believe this when I heard this. So I looked it up, and it is true. First. Premier League game for 10 years for Scott Carson. Yeah, yeah madness. And it? everyone, he's a bit of a household name, Scott yeah. Carson. Yeah, England completely, yeah. Surprising to hear that, really. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, he's, he's been on loan from Derby since 2019 mm. and hasn't played in those two years. So it was mm. nice for Guardiola to give him a run out. He yeah. wouldn't have thought conceding three goals against... He did save a penalty, but of course the rebound was knocked yeah. in. It's the epitome of, of one of the loveliest old jobs in football is when you're oh, an yeah. older goalkeeper, really experienced, you're drafted into a top team just to help out in training, yep. give give a bit of experience. You're there as a safe pair of hands if you're an you know, unlikely event you needed yes. and you yeah. get a couple of gigs in the last towards the end of the season. Rob Green, anyone? Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark Schwartz. Schwartz, Schwartz yeah. Is there. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. But Green, Kepper. When, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Rob Green, though, there's that photo of him and I think he's doing it partly in tongue-in-cheek as well when he's yeah. lifting the Europa League mm. and he's like, his face is absolutely beaming, a bit like Brendan Rogers at the final whistle. It's great. Well. Um, think, yeah, damn right. Um, I, I wondered if we were going to talk about Fulham today, but obviously we're not because yeah. um, they've you know already been relegated and all the mm-hmm. rest of it. Um, but you want to say well done to Southampton for another victory. No, what, what I wanted to say was I was speaking, <laughs> I was speaking to a mate of mine over the weekend mm. and randomly we were just talking about Fulham and uh, he's a Huddersfield Town fan, my mm. mate Adam. And uh, yeah. he said he obviously goes to watch see, Huddersfield quite a lot. See you next season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you'll be able to see him again. Um, although Huddersfield, you know, we're obviously quite fortunate to stay in the championship uh-huh. this year. But anyway, he said that Huddersfield played Fulham. I think it, I can't remember when it was, but he was with the Huddersfield fans. Mm. And um, Fulham were winning and Huddersfield were looking for an equaliser mm-hmm. massively. And the crowd were getting really amongst it and all the rest of it. And he said there's a lot of kind of you know, Yorkshiremen you know, kicking off, trying to, because they're desperate for an equaliser. Huddersfield score, mm. right? <laughs> and everyone celebrates. And they notice that the flag's gone up and it's mm, offside. Yeah. And he said, this big, bald Yorkshireman shouted out. He saw the flag go up and he went, oh, fuck off. Typical London lefty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's class, isn't it? Well, there's oh, that, we've, we've got that jingle of Warnock. Yeah. Oh, we're in bloody in London. London. Yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. <laughs> Typical London lefty. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Um, gentlemen, I'd like to end uh, the show with something a little bit different, um, but still within the realms of football. Um, Danny Alves has been called up to the Brazil squad. Oh, it's brilliant. At the age of 38, his form has been that good for Sao Paulo this season. Fair to say he's been a bit of a utility man. That is incredible. Look, you should make it clear to the listeners exactly what he's been able to achieve. Yeah. Because... Utility man undersells that massively. Yeah. He's played eight positions for yes. Sao Paulo at the age of 38. Yeah. yeah, but he's been winning praise as like a creative central midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, the, the engine on the man. It's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, the modern fullback position is what it is because of him. <sighs> yeah. Well, that, and you're absolutely right. I mean, presumably he'd be called up as a fullback because he's obviously his prime position. Mm. 38. And, and the way Brazil, well, the modern fullbacks, but of course, to, to add to that, Brazilian fullbacks, and him in particular, the way he likes to get up and down. At the age of 38, do you yeah. need that, Danny? Well, I don't Apparently think he's he does. doing that, though, is he? I think he's, he's in the middle of it more and he's, you know, just pulling the no, strings in there. No, but it won't be for Brazil, sure. Who knows? Well, we'll find he's, out, won't he's we? He's got um, 118 caps already. Yeah. Only two players have got more caps than him as uh, Brazilian players. Do you know uh-huh. who they are? Romario? No. Yes, I think you'll find that that is true. <laughs> <laughs> That's a caps, not goals. <laughs> it's um, Roberto Carlos and Cafu. 
Yeah, other yeah, fullbacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Incredible yeah, they, fullback they, they domination. Yeah. Well, the, the qualifiers are next month in June. Uh, he's not been called up since 2019 after he was crowned best player at the Copper America. Which is still amazing. Well, he's, still, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's very much I thought you were going to say since like 2010. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So not that far away. Not that far ago, um, if that's such a sentence. Um, well done. We, uh, we, we look forward to getting uh, in amongst that. Um, well, of course, all the international football that's coming just next month, everybody. Uh, mm. Marvellous stuff. Um, for a load more content from Football Ramble HQ, if you've liked this show, why not sign up to our Patreon? Andy and I talked about the all-conquering Ajax side of the 70s on the team, uh, Teams of Our Lives, which is out today. We've also been dreaming up our own Super League clubs. Pete's club... <laughs> 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 Pete's, Pete decided that his Super League club would be playing in a flaming gas crater in Turkmenistan. Um, and Jim and I decided our team will play in a reflective silver kit. Uh, so for more of that sort of nonsense, head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble and subscribe now. Are you not going to mention my illustrious victory in the live stream on Friday night? You you beat, uh, uh, oh, what was his name? I forget. Joe Brown. Joe Brown. Yeah. Joey B. I stepped up for the first time and played um, Luke's game as a contestant yeah. against a Patreon subscriber yeah. live on YouTube. Uh-huh. Beat him. And he lost. Truly it was Luke's game. Beat him. <laughs> it's more accurate to say he lost. Well, I beat him. Yeah, Still, okay. One for one now. <laughs> Got myself a seeding finally. Number one seed. <laughs> well so played. I will play some more live stream Luke's game as well as a contestant yeah. if you want to play against me. But you have to be a subscriber to sign up. So do that too. Get involved. On tomorrow's show, Kate, Vish and Pete will be in your ears. That will be chaos. It will be glorious nonsense. Yeah, it'll be eccentric. To say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Well, there we are. Thanks very much for listening to The Ramble. It's been a pleasure having you with us. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save 